I do feel good this morning. Yes, I do. Just like James Brown saying, I feel good this morning. Hey, welcome to Mornings with Ken. I'm so glad you stopped by. Go get that cup of coffee, that virtual donut. Take off your shoes and stay a while. I'm really glad you're here. Hey, I hope you guys had a great weekend. I know... I had a good weekend. I had a good weekend. And uh yeah, it was it, it was fun. Um you know all my local people that live in the greater Cleveland Akron area. What's going on with our Cleveland Browns? What's going on? I watched that game to the bitter end just because um I don't know, misery loves company. I I don't know. I don't know why I watched watched the game to the very end. What a what a sad sad looking performance, um, by the Cleveland Browns. <sighs> for, hey, for you local people that live in the like say the Cleveland Akron area, um, there was a local local radio uh, host who passed away um, recently, uh, Mike Trevisano. Um, I mean, Mike Trevisano was Cleveland radio. He he he, he was. Uh, going to be a legend it'll be put into the radio hall of fame um but uh he passed away but uh he used to say that he, he didn't think he'd ever see a cleveland Browns super bowl before he died and uh unfortunately that was true um since he passed away and now i'm i'm beginning to wonder um at my age if I'll ever see a Cleveland Browns Super Bowl, not even to win a Super Bowl, just to be in the Super Bowl. Um, boy, did they, they looked really bad yesterday. And I know they played a great team in the New England Patriots and Bill Belichick. Um, if he, if he has the good, if he has the time to prepare for a game and he's, he's got everything you, he finds a way to win sometimes. And, uh, Anyway, let's let's not bore my non-sports fan uh, listeners out there about about sports. But uh, hey, I'm so glad you're here. Hey, let's take a really quick break, and and I'll be right back. got to get this show started here hey did you guys read that uh story about the the guy from cleveland ohio john conrad john conrad 
um, back in 1969, when he was 20 years old, he worked at, I think it was um, Society Bank in Cleveland, Ohio, as a bank teller. And he stole $215,000. $215,000 at the end of his shift. Um, they... He, he just put it in a big bags and walked out of the bank at the end of his shift with $215,000. And the authorities didn't discover it until the next day. But by the next day, he was in um, Boston. And he changed his name. And uh, he lived a quiet, unassuming life for 52 years in Boston with $215,000. They said in today's money with you know inflation and all that, it'd be about almost $2 million by today's standards. 1.7 million, I think they said, 1.7 million. But I, I take it he must have, I don't know, he probably got some type of a odd job or something, but he stayed under the radar um, for 50, 50 years, 50, 52 years, something like that, and uh, <laughs> lived on his money, I guess. And uh, he was 20 years old at the time. You got to think, what makes a 20-year-old so unhappy or um, discontented that he's going to risk the rest of his life in prison or a good part of his life in prison um, for $215,000. Um, I guess greed and not really wanting to work for a living. Um, it doesn't really say in the article what he did for a living when he did go to Boston. But I guess if it's worth about a million back then, um, yeah, I guess he could live um, a, a good life, a good average life, I guess, that money to carry you over for the rest of your life. Or if he did, I think he did get a, a, a some type of a, a, a job that um, kept him um, under the radar. But yeah, I think, you know, he, he wasn't content just to start a banking career and work as a teller and perhaps work his way up to a manager or something like that. He was, he was discontented you know you think why why do we get discontented as as people why do we get discontented and, and you know and desire something that we don't have us humans are good at that we're always desiring something that we don't have and then when we get it you think it's going to satisfy you but you're already moving on to the biggest and the latest and greatest thing. And sometimes there's nothing wrong with that. But if you if you find yourself always striving because you're unhappy and you have to get the next thing to make you happy, you're not content. So obviously, obviously this uh, guy from Cleveland, Ohio was not content um, living a simple life as a bank teller. Um, at the age of 20, he needed to get out and uh, 
I guess, uh, live a <laughs> live a exciting life um, with that $215,000. But I guess we're always wanting something that somebody else has. You know, we look we look at the guy who just showed up to work in his in his new truck that he bought. You know, I don't know how you could buy a truck because the car lots are empty basically. But anyway, you know, you get that your coworker who shows up in that nice new truck and you've been wanting a truck but you're driving a car from 1995. <laughs> you know, and uh we're always wanting something that we don't have that somebody else has. We're not content. We're not content as people. And I, I think it, it's a bad habit to give because you're trying to live someone else's life instead of living your own life. You know, again, life is not about collecting things. It's about enjoying the things you have and the people that you have in your life. And I'm guilty as much as the next person. Um, sometimes always uh, buying something. Uh, in fact, for an example, uh, last night, uh, my wife and I, we, we were sitting down around the table and we're doing our budget. And uh, we tried to uh, give each, each of us a sum of money that can be fun money or money that's after we pay all the bills and everything's fine. Um, we have some money we give each other, you know, to go do whatever you want with it. It doesn't matter. It's already taken out of the budget. doesn't matter. So, you know, what do I do? I immediately go on, you know, on a Google search and I'm looking for something to buy. And I'm scrolling through things and and I'm looking think, oh, no, I really don't want that. Oh, maybe this. And I'm looking like, I really don't want that. You know, then I get kind of aggravated. I'm like, well, maybe this. And like, you know, then I, I had to catch myself just because I have the money and it's money that's fun money to do something with doesn't mean I have to do something with that money. I don't have to buy something to feel content. Why am I looking for something and I don't even know what I want? And I don't want anything. It's just the fact that I can spend the money because it's been in the budget. I feel like a need to spend the money. But I'm looking, I'm searching stuff and I don't even know what I'm looking for. Just because I can afford to buy something. I know it's actually kind of uh, childish, if you, it's childish if you think of it, think about it. Um, wanting to buy something, but there's nothing you want to buy. <laughs> you just want to spend the money. And uh, again, that's kind of childish, but you know, that's because we get we get content. We look for things. We look for things to satisfy to satisfy us. And uh, nothing will truly satisfy you. You got to find that satisfaction outside of yourself. Um, you know, and, and uh, as you know, on Mornings with Ken, I'm kind of a cornucopia of conversations. So I do bring my faith into it. 
And just real quick, um, I'm not going to beat you over the head with it, but in my faith of Christianity, there's scripture in the Bible, um, Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 through 12. It says, not, not, not that I speak in respect of one, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am in, therewith to be content. Therewith to be content. For whatever state I'm in, I'm learning to be content. Whether I'm in great, great wealth or I'm in great need. He goes on to say in verse 12, I know both how to be abased and I know how to be, how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer, suffer need. So he basically saying he's learned to be content. He's lived through the times of having an abundance and he's lived through the time of being in need but he's learned to be content. And uh, th that's just a great lesson for us to strive for is contentment. Um, you know, maybe with your, um, your car that you drive, you know, maybe in your, the house that you live in, you don't have to ha buy a new house just because your good friend bought a nice fancier house. You know, sometimes you, when you look at someone um, like the guy who pulls into work with that nice brand new truck. Um, you don't realize, hey, did you want to pay that five, $600 um, uh, monthly bill for that truck? No, you don't see that. You just see that shiny new toy. But um, I think it's, it's it, if we step back and say, what do I, what do I actually need? What do I need in my life? What's, you know, and, and not what new toy can make me happy until it fades away. It's not about collecting toys. Remember that old bumper sticker? He with the most toys at the end wins. No, that's so, so untrue. It's not about that at all. But hey, let's take another quick break and I'll be right back. right. I think it takes a change of heart. A changed heart transforms into a changed life. 
but you got to get your heart in the right place first. And uh, sometimes we just got to be, we got to recognize things to be thankful for. As you know, we're coming up on um, Thanksgiving here pretty soon. And I think it's probably one of the best holidays the United States decided to celebrate was Thanksgiving because it, it does put us in the right frame of mind you know, to be thankful for things that we do have. You know, I've started reminiscing. I'm thankful, I'm thankful for some of the old coworkers that I used to work with that I don't work with anymore. You know, sometimes working at a job, your coworkers make it fun. Um, you know, and work can be fun too. But I think when you you have some good times with friends or, you know, coworkers that later be, can become your friends, they make the work day go by so much easier and smoother and, 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 and put some fun when you can have some good, lighthearted coworkers. And I don't want to call out any names on the air, but there's a, a group of former coworkers that I'm thinking about, um, a bunch of them, not just a, a few, but a bunch of them where I previously worked. And, uh, what a great bunch of guys, whether we were sitting around talking about the Cleveland Browns and having a winning team or <laughs> the Cleveland Indians or talking about each other and making fun of each other a little bit and, uh, you know, not in a hurtful way, but just having a little bit of fun at work. I'm thankful for coworkers and sometimes we may not realize it, but when we're working with, uh, our, our, our fellow employees, we, we make each other better. Um, or sometimes you can make, make somebody worse. But um, I'm thankful for all the coworkers that I've had that have made me, have added something to my life in a positive way. And, you know, sometimes you got to reject the negativity. Um, you know, there's always people that, you know, try to bring you down. But, hey, when I get knocked down, I get up again. There ain't nobody going to keep me down. I get knocked. All right, you don't need to hear me sing. But um, anyway, I'm thankful for a lot of the good coworkers that I've worked with. Um, yeah, I, I, I'll just stop right there before I get myself in trouble. But uh, thank, thank you. If you guys are listening, thanks for being a great bunch of guys. And also friends. I'm, I'm thankful for um, friends. Friends that aren't afraid, they got your back. Friends that they got your back, they're thinking for the good things. They want good things for you. But friends that aren't afraid to call you out when you need to be called out. And I mean in a productive way. Um, I'll never never forget having, um, we were at a steakhouse, my wife Dixie and this other couple um, we're having dinner or we're having a conversation and it comes up about, you know, like, uh, like a marriage issue or whatever. And, uh, you know, maybe something I, you know, I was kind of being a butthead and, uh, you know, I was just being a butthead. We'll leave it at that. And, uh, my good friend, he called me out right then and there in, in a kind way, in a kind way. He even forgot that he did it later when we brought it up. He kind of even forgot that he did it. But that's a true friend when someone can call you out and call you to the carpet and go, look, dude, 
no, that was wrong. Ken, what are you th what are you thinking? That was wrong. You should have. So, I'm thankful for friends, and I hope you have um, some good friends that can um, call you out when you need to be called out. And I'm also thankful for family. You know, family, your home with your family should be a safe place. It really should. It should be a safe place where you have support from your spouse and from your children or whoever, you know, you live with. Um, family. Now, family gets to call you out, too, when, when you know, when we're just being dummies. Um, but but uh, at home with your spouse, with your family, it should be a safe place where you could share with one another um, what's going on in your life and hear some good feedback and have some support. And, uh, yeah, so I'm thankful for family. And I hope you're thankful um, for something today. Um you know, my opening theme song for Mornings with Ken, I have an instrumental version of something, and then I have um, a song with some lyrics in it, and it's by the group The 77s, and if you ever pay attention to um, the song, it says, Do It For Love, and I often think, what are you going to do for love today? You got people you should be thankful for. What are you going to do to show some love today? What are you going to do to show some love, you know, for your spouse? Now, hey, that's between you and your spouse. Let's not talk about that on Mornings mornings with Ken. But um, every day when you go to work, can you make someone smile today? What are you going to do for love? Can you help somebody at work complete a project, give them some good advice and, and uh, maybe a helping hand or, you know, what can you do today, throughout your day? Can you pay for the guy's meal behind you in the drive-thru? Somebody did that to me recently. And uh, what a blessing. I I go through the drive-thru way too often. But I was at the drive-thru and I want to give them my card to pay for my meal. And the, the teller said, nope, sorry, the guy in front of you already got your, already paid for it. You know, and I tried to flash my lights and I beat my horn and thanked them for um, doing a good deed. That was very nice of them. Wouldn't it be nice if we had more people in the world that would do stuff for love, just out of kindness and uh, and love, instead of uh, all the hate and everything else that we have going on in the world as an ambulance goes by? Uh, there's someone not being very kind. No. Something about it. I don't know. But anyway, hey, uh, I want to encourage you, if you haven't already, check out my Facebook page, um, it's the Facebook group page for Mornings with Ken. Um, I, I created a, I don't know if you call it a fans page, but it's a, it's a page for the listeners, and you guys can jump on there and, and uh, tell me how bad I'm doing or what shows you like, what shows you don't like. But uh, yeah, hop on Facebook, look up Mornings with Ken, and the group one, and uh, and I put up a poll this weekend. I put up a poll of what would you like to hear more on Mornings with Ken? What what subjects or what would you like to hear from Mornings with Ken? Um, you know, really, Mornings with Ken started out just about me and my life, and uh, it's kind of with a, a few group 
group of guys that I was friends with and it kind of morphed into somebody told me, hey, Ken, you ought to turn this into a podcast. And I did. So um, it's a lot about nothing, but it's a little bit of everything, a cornucopia of conversation. Sometimes it's going to be kind of deep and spiritual. Sometimes it's just going to be for fun. So jump on the Facebook page, Mornings with Ken. Um, check out that poll and uh, place your little vote thing right there and and uh, tell me what you want to hear on Mornings with Ken. All right, guys, I'm going to take off. We got to go to work. We got to make some money. All right. So, hey, let's do this again tomorrow or the next day. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, stop back and see me again real soon. Bye-bye now.